This week on In Good Faith, we're bringing you a special bonus episode. I'm Stephen Perry. I'm the host. I'm sitting here with senior producer Heather Bigley. Hello. With one of our student producers, Peter Ellison, and we're just talking. Because we're so excited about the In Good Faith book club. Yeah, and we're going to tell you all about it in this very short and amusing episode. Hopefully amusing. Hopefully you're trying hard. So our book club is designed around the idea that we read so many different books here as a production team. We're always looking for new authors to interview and to find out what new impactful thing or way of thinking about religion and spirituality there is. But there's so many classics out there that people turn back to or that people recommend, and we thought we'd like to cover some of those. And sometimes we go through enough books and enough authors that only one of us really gets to read the book, and then we tell the others, this is good, you should read it. And we're (laughs) thinking, okay, but I'm reading four other ones. This is a chance for us to all read the same book, and that includes our listeners, because we hope you'll join in with this and be part of the book club. November 6th will be our very first book club. We're, we're going to tell you in just a minute what our first book is. And if you've read it or want to read it again or read it for the first time, we love your comments. And you can write them down and email them to us. You can use your phone's voice memo function, send us the audio, and we will like to include that in our discussion. And you email either what you've written or audio you've recorded to In Good Faith at byu.edu. On November 6th, we're going to be discussing Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. It's a fabulous book that kind of laid the groundwork for a lot of the ideas about mindfulness that we're exploring today. Tolle is a spiritual teacher that had this, this transcendental experience at 29. Before then, he was feeling down and depressed, but he had this experience one night that opened his mind to this piece. And for about two years, he describes, um, he kind of transformed his life. He became a lily of the field. Yes, he did. (laughs) To use a certain vernacular. (laughs) And eventually, he wanted to get to the bottom of what happened to him. And so he went, traveled the world, read the great texts, and he ended up putting this book together. And Peter, you pointed out when we were talking about this that the book's now been out for about 25 years. So Mm -hmm. it's had some staying power. And so we think this is maybe a good place to start. And we're going to be going all over. Heather, uh, you want to talk about the different kinds of books that we can include. Yeah, so our book club is very much interested in books about faith and spirituality, but we also are interested in looking at novels, and we're interested in looking at sacred texts from different religions. But here are some books that we are uh, thinking about that might be included. Marilyn Robinson's Gilead, which came out about 20 years ago and is a novel. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's The Heart of the Buddha's Teaching. And he just... He just died. Yeah, so we thought we should really um, have a chance to talk about some of his work. Uh, Barbara Brown Taylor's Learning to Walk in the Dark. And we just interviewed Barbara Brown Taylor about Holy Envy, but this is a book that gets recommended to us. Uh, David Bentley Hart's Roland and Moonlight. And uh, Peter was telling us David Bentley Hart is a— He's a theologian, and this book is about kind of his meditations— on life and spirituality alongside his dog. Yes. Um, and so we're hoping that one will, uh, you know, 
I might have the dumbest dog in the world. She's really (laughs) sweet, and she loves to... I'm I'm excited to read about his Mm -hmm. dog. She she might be really smart. We love our dog. She just likes to snuggle. That's why we love her, but there's no philosophy going on. Um, Richard Rohr's The Universal Christ, which just has such evocative title that I'm very excited about that. So if you have suggestions for books, we'd love to hear from you, uh, but that's just a sampling of things that we are going to be discussing probably every three months or so. So get busy. Tell your friends who, like you, if you're a book lover, have too many books on their nightstand they're trying to get through and add one more to their stack. (laughs) Why not be part of this book club? We're going to take enough time that we really can read the book. I know you can't always say, I've got 30 days. We're going to have longer than that. We'll have uh, two months, maybe three. We're going to see how much time we'll need to get through a book, have time to read it, and then really discuss it. So, if you received The Power of Now as a gift in 2005, (laughs) time to wipe the dust off, crack it open, (laughs) and join us on November 6th. Um, I have like a little addendum, though. I want to ask you about book clubs you've been in and what worked. I was once asked to be in a book club. This reveals... The true nature of me, I showed up, and they were doing Betty for Dan's The Feminine Mystique. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got this, you know, because I have a minor in women's studies. Uh, but I'd never actually read it. So I was just, like, just picking things out of the air that were somewhat associated with the topic and just steamrollering everyone. They never invited me back. So Okay. <laughs> so you got to read this book. We want to invite you back. <laughs> I will read it, mm-hmm. um, and I won't be a jerk. I mean, I think I know less than other people in the room about lots of things, so. or we And we all know different things, which is, and we bring life experience. Like, this really applied to this thing that was brought to mind from my own life or, right. or my family's, and it, I think we learn from each other mm-hmm. those ways. I'm, I'm excited about this book because, you know, it's been 25 years odd, 25-odd years since it came out. And our thinking about mindfulness has developed so much since then. Right. Um, This could be described as a foundational text, but also we've had 25 years to kind of iterate and improve upon and think think more critically about some of these ideas. So I looked online at Amazon reviews. Like, what do people think about this book? And some of them were the five-star reviews, and then there were even the one, though, that was uh, four... (laughs) Four stars said, I wanted to like this book more. I'm nearly halfway through, and it's so difficult to read read these sentences and immerse myself in the author's explanation. So I have had a bit of that feeling at certain times. And maybe this is a conversation for the actual book book club. I don't know. But then uh, one of the five stars says, Eckhart has insight into finding your true self in this world of constant Noise, And while he refers to specific religions, his layman's way of communicating the message isn't clouded by stereotypical thought patterns you're used to. Mm-hmm. So in other words, maybe sometimes fresh language helps us see familiar things in a new way. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I guess one thing that's been a journey for me reading this book is I, I'm a philosophy major. I'm used to reading philosophy papers where people make kind of iterating claims, but then there's footnotes, there's referencing this other paper. 
there's a couple of claims in this one that have just made me stop and laugh because right. I'm just like, you can't Source? say that. Yeah. Source? Source, please. There was the, one. The universe. Footnote, the universe. There was one claim about how, uh, like, women right before they enter their period yeah. have this opportunity for fantastic spiritual, like, development. And I, I was just, that is fabulous. Where is the source? <laughs> <laughs> well, and unless you have PMS. Right. Well, that's what he's saying, right? You, like— PMS could be an opportunity. That's what he seems to be saying. 